Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. What's up, Degeneration? Welcome to the new BCS. Standing for Brett, Colin, and myself, Stucky. Little weekly check-in that we've been doing in the off-season. Although we're, it's gonna, I think we're down to eighty days by the time anyone's listening to this. If you're listening, or even comes out eighty, it'll be eighty days until college football. Colin, before we get into a couple topics here, I know we're also gonna have an episode out about the college world series unfortunately your hogs are out my wildcats are still in it kentucky's still in it are you in mourning still no i mean i mean this is becoming old hat right i mean we lost a heartbreaker in 18 in the college world series down to the final out the final strike and now it's been nothing but get to the postseason as a super regional host and completely get let down so i'll save all the narrative for dave van horn for another time but yeah calabrese and i are shooting on the supers and I got numbers all configured up, and uh, it's not looking good for your Wildcats against LSU. Let's just say they got two two players that are going to be in the MLB by the end of the year, so it's not it's not looking good for Kentucky. Yeah, they probably should have lost Indiana to be honest uh, last night, but it was it was fun atmosphere at least. And yeah, I was rooting for Oregon State because I think if Oregon State won, then it, elect it would have been the Super Regional would have been here. I think I'm not positive how that works. Brett, how's uh, the off season and uh, summer treating you? Yeah, uh, going good. I've uh, been bouncing around to some spring meetings was uh, a couple of weeks ago was at the ACC spring meetings uh, when we learned about the magnificent seven schools that may or may not try to leave early. And then was at SEC meetings last week where we learned it just means more non-conference games. Uh, SEC decides to stick with eight conference games in 2024 instead of playing nine. Uh, sorry, SEC fans, I don't want to hear all of your excuses because it all boils down to money. ESPN would not guarantee more money for a ninth game. So the SEC said, 
We're going to play eight in 2020, 2024, revisit it a year later. So what's going to change a year from now? They get a guarantee for more money, and then they'll decide to do it. It's kind of funny today with the announcement of Live and PGA Tour combining forces. What was the common theme? Money. It's the same thing in college football. So surprise, surprise. Same thing. Same same theme in everything. So talk about uh, politics, lobbyist control for so much. It's uh, yeah, it's a good. It's throughout almost any industry, but yeah, it's a pretty interesting time. Before we get to some of the topics, but do you want to just catch up, give people a quick catch up if they missed it, or or just looking for clarification on that magnificent seven and where it stands? Yeah, basically stuck uh, seven schools in the ACC: Clemson, Miami, Florida State. North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Um, they had been meeting uh, formally and informally uh, leading up to the ACC meetings, and they basically believed that they deserve more revenue than the remaining schools in the conference. Uh, they've got the metrics to back it up, uh, TV viewership, uh, number of factors. And so basically they, want, they believe they should make more than the other schools. Um, so they talked about it variety of solutions to this, whether it's unequal revenue sharing to the furthest extreme, all seven leaving the conference and forming their own conference. I don't think that will happen that they'll all seven will leave and form their own conference. They did kind of achieve part of it. The ACC announced that um, starting in a couple of years, that teams that go to the college football playoff, that get into bowl games, uh, NCAA tournaments, they will receive a higher percentage of the revenue than the remaining members. Currently now it's split up equally. So Clemson and Boston College get the same amount, despite the, the vast difference on the field. I do think though, Stuck, um, if we're still doing this podcast in, in three or four years, that of those seven schools, a number of them will no longer be in the ACC. I think somebody or somebodies of that group will challenge their grant of rights, which goes another 13 years. And their hopes, wishes, dreams are to end up in the SEC or Big Ten, where they will double or triple the amount of money, again, back to money, the the money they're getting in, in media rights value. But it, it'll be fascinating because schools leave conferences all the time. They negotiate an early exit. They negotiate the exit fee down substantially. Maryland was the you know, most recently did it when they left the ACC. But this one's different because experts think that the ACC has an ironclad grant of rights that you can't get out of it. And also on top of that, you still have 13 years left of that. And so, um, you know, that's that's kind of it in a nutshell. So it's, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen next week. Uh, could it happen in the next couple of years? Absolutely. Yeah. I think the one question that I have, Brett, is switching over to another conference is the constant flirting that I hear coming out of Colorado wanting to leave the Pac-12 and come back to what was the Big Eight, right? The Big 12. Is there, is that have legs or is that just, you know, another dive uh, into the pockets for more money in, in some sort of aspect? Yeah, Colin, I mean, that that is legit. And the, the difference there is that the Pac-12 media deal that the grant of rights expires after the 2023 season they're still trying to to 
um, finalize their media rights deal starting in 2024 going forward. So that's why USC and UCLA were able to leave and go to the Big Ten in 2024. There's no exit fee. There's no grant of rights because the contract expired after the 23 season. So, yeah, I think it's legitimate with Colorado. Uh, they have a decision to make, I would say, probably within the next month. They're actually, we're taping this on, on Tuesday. And as we're taping it, the Colorado uh, Board of Regents are having a closed-door executive session where one of these subjects is a legal, legal advice on a specific matter, athletics matter. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Guess what that is? Um, but like I said, I think we'll know by by July 1st if Colorado decides to leave. It's different for them because we don't know what the Pac-12 media rights deal is going to be. Um, George Klyovkov has still not delivered that now 11 months later. But will Colorado just say, forget it. We're tired of waiting. We want to move on to the Big 12. That could happen. Will, will Arizona also join them? That's a possibility. And then also you've got the Big 10 that could they can grab Oregon and Washington whenever they want. So if you're not any of those schools in the Pac-12, you could be looking at a future starting in 2024 at the earliest where you would lose half of your conference. So basically at that point, you just merge with the Mountain West. So much different scenario than the ACC. That can happen a lot more quickly. But yeah, summer's supposed to be the dead time. Last year, I was at Pebble Beach when USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten. So I'm waiting to be at some you know, great location this year to hear about some other schools changing conferences. Yeah, certainly an interesting time in college football and the landscape is has been shifting and will continue to do so over the next years. Even bowl games. We have RIP, the Cheez-It Bowl, which will always be remembered, I think, the most for TCU winning 10 to 7 over Cal in overtime. Um a great social media game for just people uh, commenting on how horrendous it was. Um, how many turn? How many turnovers were was in that? Nine, game? nine interceptions. Remember? Nine interceptions. Jesus. I know that in the game. Don't forget, we had an SID rolling on the field, right? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, amazing game. So RIP to the Cheese It Bowl. Bring in the Pop Tarts Bowl now, or the Pop Tart? I don't, is it Pop Tart? Is it Flora? I don't know. Pop Tart Bowl. Pop Tarts Bowl. I'm not a uh, a Pop Tart guy. I know some people oh. are. Yeah, I, I I think that they're too. Like, I hate the like the it, the fillings. I have to break off all the crust on the outside, and then I like the interior. Right. Uh, S'mores to me is the is the best Pop Tart. But uh, Colin, yeah, you know, Pop Tart. I, I got to get into this. So I've been on a little bit of a what we call it, a diet journey, or since I thought, we were about to, I thought you were going to, I thought you were about to say a pop tart bender. I was like, wow. I, well, actually, I have been on a pop tart bender. <laughs> so I, I've lost this weight, but it's because I've been tracking like my protein, fats, and, and carbs. And I get to the end of the night, and I need a whole bunch of carbs. And so I've been buying pop tart minis, which is not the full like brick, right? It's the little mini ones. And it fits like the little carb gets me about 40 carbs in at night, you know, and it's, it's just, it's perfect. It's like the best snack ever. I am so excited. There's a pop tarts bowl. I think classic. Straw what flavor are do you, do you go? Oh, yeah, straw okay. Well, I, I buy, I buy the blueberry now in the minis, but strawberry is the classic. That would be the go-to. So now when, when we guys, when we start seeing each other, we'll see each other in New York coming up at our, at our college football summit, Brett and I will be together at, at media days. You can drop some money there for me saying it. 
I will have pop tart minis on me everywhere I go as a as a carb boost. Yeah, so if you're running the column, uh, he's like a pop tart dealer. Um, yeah, bring some extra cash and you can buy some pop tart minis. Do you toast them? Are you a toast? You have the toast guy or no? <laughs> that patience. What are you talking about? Who is who's who owns a phone oh. these days? That's patience to toast it. Right. Any thoughts you- on pop tarts or the pop tart bowl? No, Stuck, you nailed it. Um, I love pizza crust, but yeah, you got to break the crust off the pop tarts and get right yep. to the right to the filling. I, I agree a thousand percent. All right, any thoughts on the actual bowl game, Brett, or any news? You uh, it's 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 one of forty-one bowl games. You know, what time does it play? Who's what's the line? It's in what's Orlando, gonna... I think, right? Yeah. It's in Orlando, uh, and we will. Uh, we usually say this for the end of the show, but you know, since we're talking pop tarts bowl, I get I get a little. Uh, Sources stumper for you. I'll make it real quick. It may sound easy, but it will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. There I go. I don't claim to be no 36 ACT now. This game has actually debuted 34 years ago in 1990. Do you know the name of the bowl and what when, when it was what it was called in 1990? What? 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 The what the cheese the pop tarts bowl, bowl? What the pop tarts bowl was? Well, let's see. So, so count. T- correct me if I'm wrong, Brett. But this ties back to the cheese. Did this tie? Does this tie back to the Motel Six cactus? Was it the cactus? No, it, it was never Motel Six. It was cheese. It. Okay. I mean, I, Micron PC. Hi. That that was their third name. You're close. How about? I, I have Blue no Bonnet. idea. Blue Bonnet. Colin guesses. No, Blue that Bonnet. was a, that was in Houston. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't my strong suit. Like his. Like. Uh, Historical bowl names. This is, I know this is yeah, this is something you'd be great at, Brett, killing this trivia. But I remember that there one of my favorite trivia bowl old names is the refrigerator bowl. That was yeah. right. That was an actual bowl yeah, game. That so that's one. that's my so, guess. But I I have no idea. Okay, so this this game was the first time, the only time in eight career meetings that Bobby Bowden beat Joe Paterno in 1990. So it had to be. And, it, and it even bowl. this this blows my mind. Florida State was ranked sixth. Penn State was ranked seventh, and this bowl got that game. I feel like Brett wants to say Blockbuster Bowl so bad. Bam! You got wow. it. Wow. It's the Blockbuster, blockbuster Bowl. Blockbuster Bowl. Yeah. Uh, how long, how long was it at the Blockbuster? Oh, Wayne has it. The, who went to the, the Lions, right? Eventually. No, right. the owner of the, the owner of the Marlins. I think he, didn't he also Did, the, the Lions? I don't know if he on the, I'm thinking of Wayne, who was their, their coach that drafted Barry Sanders. Oh, that's Wayne Fonts. Yeah, yeah. No, Heisinga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Heisinga was the owner of the of the Dolphins, and he started up the uh, he started up the Bowl Blockbuster Bowl for four years. So here's part two of the question. Um, so this year will be the 34th year of the bowl game. <laughs> this is stupid. How many different actual names has the bowl had? Ooh. Just one guess. You want to go first, Stuck? Because I, I, uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, eight. I'm going 14. Wow. Uh, 14. It's a a tie. It's 11. (laughs) Wow. Right in the middle. Blockbuster, CarQuest, Micron PC, micronpc.com. Visit Florida Tangerine, Mazda Tangerine, Champ Sports, Russell Athletic, Camping World, Cheese It, and now Pop-Tarts. Man. Amazing. All right. Uh, How long long was it the Blockbuster? It was four years, 90 through 93. Then it was the car quest. Basically, everybody's done like a three or four year stretch. Listen, Pop-Tart Bowl, if if you're running that bowl, or if I run into you this summer, 
you have to have a mascot of a pop tart like the like the blooming onion for the outback bowl like you have to have a pop tart running around the sidelines a mascot uh colin i know you referenced earlier that you know we you have to pay into the into the uh pot because you mentioned media days um <laughs> you know i i do have some breaking news here as we're doing the wow. podcast wow I've got unconfirmed reports that we may see uh, Stucky at a media days this summer. I'm I'm trying to confirm that. I'm trying to nail that down. So, listeners, keep your uh, keep your ears peeled for what I call a developing situation. Yeah. By the way, my favorite. Uh, I think the best bowl game name or up there. There's a lot of them, but the there was a cigar bowl. Cigar um, bowl was in Tampa. Yep. And uh, some of the scores are like. How about this? You go. You went to the Cigar Bowl, January first, nineteen fifty-four. So it was a bowl game promoting smoking, and uh, <laughs> it was between Missouri Valley and Lacrosse State, and it ended in a twelve-twelve tie. Like you have, a bowl game you can't have a bowl game end in a tie. Anyway, okay, before we go any further, as a reminder, Big Bets on Campus is presented by Bet MGM. So get it on the action with the king of sports books. Sign up with Bet MGM using bonus code Action and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That is the bonus code ACTION. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager. 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Hi there, listeners. We're back to invite you to head into this sports betting summer with new gear built to last. And friends of the podcast, Shady Rays have you covered against the glare of that summer sun with premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class products, durable frames, the clearest possible optics, and Shady Rays also offers the best protection plan in all of eyewear. How good is it? Well, every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, it's okay. You don't need to cry about it. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. And you can look good and feel good because to date, Shady Rays has donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. That's nice. So, exclusively for you, our beloved podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION 
for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Good stuff there on bold trivia. Let's talk real quick. We, we have the college football Hall of Fame nominees for 2024 come out. Um couple Arkansas players on there. I think Dan Hampton, defensive tackle. There was an offensive guard. Yep. Tim Couch for Kentucky. And then uh, Brett, uh, Justin Blackman, who had, who's loved, yeah. I know, loved in Stillwater. And he had a rough, you know, dealing with some substance abuse issues and never really quite made it in the NFL. But I hear that he, I think he lives a secluded life from what I've read, but I think he's doing better. And he was at like a game, I think, this year. And the crowd went crazy. But uh yeah, long list. Any uh, names stick out, or someone that you think should uh, definitely like? I Monty Ball should be, and I mean, he had thirty nine touchdowns in a season. Um, he sticks out as someone that I would one hundred percent vote for. I mean, you got Larry Fitzgerald up there. There's a there's a lot of names that obviously people would recognize. Go out and uh, check out the. I'm not going to go through all the nominees, but it's pretty. You know, you'll be like, oh, I remember him. Um, how about Toby Gerhardt? Remember how uh, oh, yeah. dominant he was that one year for Stanford? Um, Colin, any thoughts on uh, well, the Hall of Fame list nominees? Would list? like to put out a shout for Zayvon Collins for how much money he made for us at Tulsa. But absolutely, when I think of a college football Hall of Fame, the one player that comes to mind is Vince Young. And you know, Brett is uh, Brett knows Mac Brown personally. I, I mean, Mac Brown's national championship. Vince Young. I mean, that he is the biggest game changer I think I've ever seen in this game. He was probably worth more to the point spread than any anybody that's ever played. And I'm talking Reggie Bush, anybody that you could call off of that list. Vince Young might be the greatest college football player ever. Uh, brought Texas home a national championship, and that's saying something since they are projected high every year. Could argue Cam Newton, too. Uh, yeah. Like Cam Newton versus the Cam, Cam Newton, Vince Young argument is a good one to see. And like, who would be worth more to the spread by any thoughts on uh the hall of fame nominee list yeah i guess i guess colin didn't get the show notes vince was nominated was uh inducted in 2019 but <laughs> thanks for the shout out um no i mean you you guys there's 78 fbs players there's like 100 fcs players um i mean you look at the list and they're just every you know depending on where you grew up what schools conferences you followed you know just so many great players uh, just a few stand out, like you said, Stuck. I'm not going to go through the list, but uh, for me, Warwick Dunn, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Antonio Langham, uh, all-time leader at Alabama in career interceptions. Trivia question. Uh, who did he intercept to win the first ever SEC title game in 1992? Pick six with four minutes to go. What What game? Alabama in the first SEC title game in 1992. Can you give us, tell us who they were playing? Florida. Florida. Florida's quarterback in 1992. Well, Danny Werfel was 94, so I, I'm, I'm well, trying. It's not Danny Werfel, right? Right. I, I know. I remember. Played Werfel. in the NFL. I think he he was in the NFL for a little bit. Florida's quarterback in 92. I don't. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously I live in Florida. That's why I would have remembered uh, Shane Matthews. I would not have pulled. I would not 21, have pulled Shane 21, 21 game. It's the first was the first ever conference championship game back in 1992. The SEC hmm. is the one that started the started all the conference championship games in FBS. Uh, tied at 21, uh, about a 27, 28 yard pick six with four minutes to go. Alabama won 28, 21. So. I would put Langham in there um, from the FCS level. This guy is a monster at the FCS level and his one year in the FBS and obviously in the NFL, which I don't care about, but still Randy Moss. Uh, I think he's got to be a no brainer. And then for the guy on Twitter that when we did a little graphic of like 10 notable guys that were, that made the cut and I didn't, he said it was quote a crime. This guy wasn't on the list. So I'll make up for my crime. Uh, Terrell Suggs from Arizona state. Yep. Uh, led the nation in sacks uh, when he played. He ranked second all-time in the Pac-12 in sacks. Incredible defensive end. But, yeah, it's just so crazy, all these names. And one thing real quick, um, which is something to keep an eye on a couple years down the road, you have to be five years removed from coaching and the college game. And if you move on to the NFL, just as soon as you're done in the NFL. So – there are requirements. You have to be a first team All American by either consensus All American or by the the you know leading All American teams that that they compile. Um, or a coach, you have to have coached ten years. You have had to coach at least a hundred games, and you have to have a six hundred or sixty percent winning percentage to be eligible. Uh, unfortunately, Mike Leach is at fifty nine point six percent. If he had one more win, he'd be over 60%. He's not eligible for another three years because it has to be five years after you're done coaching. So I think they will make an exception and put him in, um, but that won't happen for another three years. Unfortunately, he's still not coaching, but um, at least he'll he'll be in the Hall of Fame, uh, you know, in a few more seasons. Yeah, the you mentioned Suggs, 2002 season – uh, won a ton of awards, unanimous All American. Had 24 led the country. You said led the nation in sacks. Had 24 sacks and 32 tackles for losses. The 24 sacks, which is officially the NCAA record, but because the NCAA only started accumulating or counting stats, uh, sacks as an official stat in 2000. But if you go back to 1988, Derek Thomas. Uh, one of the greatest of all time for Alabama, unofficially had 27 sacks in one year, which is the unofficial record. But since it's only been an official stat since 2000, Suggs actually has the record an amazing year in 2002. Um, Black, you, do you hope Blackman gets in? He, you, do, any update on him? I, He's doing better, right? Bro? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if he will. I think he should. He's only one of two people to to ever win the Blitnikoff Award twice, mm -hmm. and. You know, again, there's so many people that vote for this, kind of like the Heisman. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, I hope I'm wrong. I think they kind of look at, oh, well, this guy didn't do anything in the NFL, so I'm not going to yeah. vote for him. You know, Jerome Brown in Miami, he's a, I think he's another no-brainer. That guy was freaking unstoppable with the Hurricanes. I mean, it's just so many incredible players. You can't put them all in, so a lot of good guys are going to get left out. But you mentioned Monty Ball. He was one of seven players that made the uh, nominee list their first year that they were, el they were eligible. So I think that probably bodes well for, for Monty. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we would be true to the podcast unless we mentioned that Frank Solich is on this list, the winningest Mac coach yes. in history. 
good old frag. All right, yeah, check out the list. Go, uh, just Google it, and then it's a it's a fun read going through the names and taking some trips down memory lane. Colin, you mentioned Vince Young. Uh, always a interesting team to discuss in the offseason uh, is the Texas Longhorns. Pick one of your many favorite memes. Texas is back. So, yeah, I mean, you look at this team, though, I think their win total their, is sitting at nine, at nine and a half, I believe. And from just from a pure roster perspective, to me, like just looking at the town of the roster, they have really good recruiting week weekend this weekend, and just to just from a town perspective, this is a top ten team. Uh, their offensive line, I think, is as good as it's been in a while. Defensive line depth too, and then obviously we know the the skill position players. By the way, Texas hasn't won ten games in a regular season. Since anyone want to guess? Tom Herman, second or third year? No. Uh, 2006. 2009. It's the last time they won 10 games in. Now they won like 10 games, I think, when they beat Georgia in a bowl, but I'm talking just regular season. Last time they won 10 games is 2009. So we're going almost on 15 years here. They do have a really hard schedule in that they play 11 bowl teams from last year. The one that's not is Iowa State. So it's a tough schedule. They go to Alabama, but this team is loaded. I think it's going to come down to now what's going to be the most talked about position is quarterback. Ewers has his weaknesses, like especially the deep ball. I think his footwork. Yeah, I've read that like he just, he's not really receptive to, and he's young kids, so this could change. He wasn't really receptive to like improving his footwork. And like, he just thinks that he knows that he's he, obviously he's a really talented kid. And then you're going to have Manny come in. You got Because this could all blow up, right? If it goes poorly with Ewers, on this tough schedule, like, do you throw Manning in? The fan base is going to be like, so there's a lot of things that go wrong with the most important position. Does this just, does this, does Texas basically come down to like, you just not, he can't implode. He needs to, he needs to take a step forward. What are your thoughts on this Texas team, Colin? I know that you're, you're pretty high on them. You bet them to win the big 12 already, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second the uh, odds were released, Texas was at plus 150 and uh, decided to make a little trip and drop a dime on plus 150 on Texas. I'm a believer. And it's not just the spring game where Ewers looked fantastic. It's a spring game. I saw Justin Fields go four for 19 in a spring game and thought he was going to be bad for Ohio State. That's how. That's why you don't trust spring games. But from a numbers perspective, I've got them 74% returning on offense, 63% of snaps returning on defense. 10.1 wins is what I project these guys at. I'm not that far off from our, uh, you know, from SP Plus. I think they're about 9.5. So everybody is projecting higher, but it's not so much stuck that that they have all of this returning. And it's not so much that Sark last year finished top 20 in success rate, finishing drives and, and havoc allowed. To me, it's the fact that they are just beyond anybody else in that conference. Oklahoma has not figured it out on defense. Venables has not gotten any linebackers, which is a he has to have to run his defenses. Texas Tech. Listen, upstart, they're going to be good this year, but, I mean, are we getting a little ahead of ourselves with this? Uh, Baylor's going to have a little bit of a rebound, but do we expect them to be as good as they were two years ago? I mean, I can just go down the list. There are flaws with everybody. TCU is missing everyone on the team. Texas is more talented, even from a coaching staff perspective, right? I mean, I think that this is it for Sark this year, uh, you know, projecting 10.1, but I would rather have a Big 12 future because of the format of the conference there's no way this team, I think, finishes third or less, which means they're going to be playing in the Big 12 championship game, and I'll take a plus 150 into it. 
Yeah, I'm look a lot of it, and we're gonna we, we're gonna have our off season previews. We'll do all the conferences coming up here at the July and through through July and August. We're gonna a lot of the discussion with Texas, and rightfully so, it's gonna be about the quarterback. It's gonna drive a lot of this, and it's gonna that's basically gonna determine their their ceiling, right? If yours is can exceed all expectations, this team could go to the college football playoff. If not, they're still gonna be good, and that's why I kind of why you know. Texas is back in the way that I do think that they're a little bit more back than they have been. And people want, you know, people always want Texas to be back. I think it's good for the sport, but they, I just like the, the little, like the, in the trenches, I think that they're as strong as they've been like depth wise in a, in a really long time. And, and that stuff is important. Brett, uh, are you going to come in and as an Oklahoma state fan and uh, sour this Texas love fest? Well, first off, you know, yeah, I have partial credit. Texas won ten games in 2018 under Tom Herman. Yes, one yeah, was a bowl was, game. Yeah, that was, that a was a, game. one was a bowl game. I didn't know you were regular season only. Yeah, um, so I get credit there. Uh, yeah, Mac Brown only won nine straight double digit seasons with ten or more wins, and he wasn't good enough. Smart move, Texas. <laughs> um, I I just I have some more breaking news. I'm looking at the police blotter. And Steve Sarkeesian has filed a restraining order against Colin Wilson because Colin is so much in love with Texas <laughs> that he like look peeks into the shades. He he's in Austin looking around the house. Is Colin can we check the Sark still follow Colin? The Sark still follow uh, him? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. He, he may have he may have blocked him, but you know, look, <laughs> I think the I think the bit and it's nothing to do with Oklahoma State and Texas. I just think the Big Twelve is the most balanced conference of the power five um it, i would actually take under the nine and a half i was talking to some texas folks at the sec spring meeting just they were there even though they don't join for another year and they kind of said yeah isn't it funny we don't play oklahoma state and we don't play west virginia who are picked a bit in the bottom half of the conference and they do go at alabama which has nothing to do with conference play they do go at houston and yeah, they do go at TCU and TCU lost a ton. Those will be the biggest games for all three of those schools. Okay, maybe not Alabama, but certainly for Houston and TCU. Um, Black Friday, they're home against Texas Tech. That's my dark horse to win the league. I just think the league is so balanced that nobody's going to run away from this league. I think the, the conference champ has two losses. If that's Texas and then the loss to Alabama, that puts them at nine. Uh, we'll have to see. They certainly have the talent to win it. I just think everybody's going to beat up on everybody. And, you know, I guess we can get one of our crack uh, research guys. Maybe Evan can look it up. I'm curious what the record of the teams are the last year they're in a conference when they had announced that they're leaving the conference. They're going to get everybody's A game. And for that reason, they could still win it, but they're just going to do it with nine wins. Well, to get people, look, we're going to, if you're looking to get caught up on college football, you've come to the right place and we're going to go through all the teams and with our win totals and we'll get to that. But just to, you know, if you're behind, just to give you some perspective of where Texas stands in the market currently, Alabama, who some are argue that they're going to be down, like down for Alabama standards this year. I think the look ahead line for week two at uh, at home against Texas, Alabama minus seven, right? This Plus isn't Alabama. Yeah, it wasn't this isn't Alabama minus twenty? Like, what was it? Wasn't weren't they like eighteen twenty against Texas a couple of years ago? Um, yeah. Texas should have won last year, no doubt. It was yeah, seventeen Texas and a half. I mean, hey, yeah. back for BBOC, and we were hot on that. But yeah, and uh, they are 
seven point favorites, I think, in the Red River shootout look ahead uh, against Oklahoma, just to give you uh, a uh, just some where, where they stand in the market to some other teams. But it was nine. So like I and but I can't tell if that is Texas love or if that is Bama hate because the Bama win total has gone from ten and a half to ten. Yeah. Now everybody's on watch for a nine and a half, which maybe Brett or you or, or you know stuck. I don't think Bama has had a nine win season since two thousand nine with Greg McElroy. So I'd have yeah. to look. That up. But I mean, if the win total gets to nine and a half, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know if it'll get that far, but yeah, the, I agree with you. They, I, it could be either one, and the limits aren't huge. Mm-hmm. For look ahead lines and they can. Where do you think it closes? The, the week of the game, Alabama Texas, because I I think it closes about who did three and a half. Alabama plays. Who does Alabama play the first week? Nobody. Do we? I forget. They Let's have uh, they have South Florida and after Texas. Yeah, but who do they play week one? Texas plays Rice, so they and they're like forty. Or th- I don't know, thirty-eight point favorites somewhere, probably around there. So uh, they, they open with roll. Middle. They open with Middle Tennessee State. All right, so both teams should roll regardless. It's, it's, I don't think the market perception will change that much. I mean, maybe depending on how, like, yours looks. Uh, yeah, I, I can see – I see Texas taking a lot a sharp money the week of. And it's not just Texas, maybe Texas getting love. I think a lot of it is there's a lot of sharper money out there itching to fade out this Alabama team. Right or wrong, I don't even know yet. I don't even have a hot take on Alabama yet. I'm not that deep into it but that's that would be my yeah i think it would be under seven um a hot take on tommy Rees at offensive coordinator yeah not no but i will have some hot takes on alabama i always will yeah and last time bama won fewer than 10 games uh 2007 which was saban's first year right yeah that was saban's first year but that was the um you were right they only won um in 2010 they only won nine regular season games they were 10 and three with the bowl win Gotcha. Yep. 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 Yeah. 2007. I think they lost like UL Monroe that year. Um, Oklahoma so far out. Yeah. They, they played, uh, lost to Oklahoma State in the Independence Bowl. It's all been downhill since for your pokes. Yeehaw. All right. Uh, all right. One final subject here just to get wet people's appetite a little bit more, get them excited. 80 days. What week zero or week one game? Week two schedules loaded. Week zero, week one, a lot of big spreads. Obviously, I'll throw out Navy. Notre Dame, it's the first game. It's a triple option team catching double digits. So I know I'm going to be betting Navy. I'm looking forward to that one. And I'll throw out Miami, Miami. Miami's a lock. I can tell you that. I'm not going to tell you which one, but one of the Miami's is a lock. And maybe the most entertaining game on paper. We said this, this was going to be the most entertaining game of the week last year. And it ended up being at UTSA Houston. Like that game just has bananas written all over it. And I think the spread's probably around a pick. Um, I don't know what, but that, that game looks fun on paper. Colin, any games you want to highlight for week zero, week one? I'll start week zero and I'm going to go dirty. I'm going to go G5, Ohio going out to San Diego State, Snapdragon Stadium. We're going to get Rourke at quarterback with Sam Wiggles at wide receiver going against a 3-3-5. Again, and I, you know I'm taking it over. Oh, right? God. I can't even get over how excited I am. San Diego State overs in June. This is, yeah, this is I, I, I'm already giddy about this. But as far as week one goes, I don't know if I could pick out of this litter. Like, I think Washington's going to go to Michigan State and run them up a flagpole. Uh, I don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback for Michigan State at this point. You look at Colorado against TCU. I mean, TCU absolutely hammered them last year, embarrassed them. You don't think Dion showing tape to the 80 new players that are on their roster? I don't know. So, but for really the – the biggest game of the weekend is LSU Florida State. National title implications, just everything. Uh, 
you know, AP votes, power ratings, everything is going to get shredded after in the aftermath in the box score of LSU Florida State. Yeah, I'm actually also looking forward to Duke Clemson on Monday night, mm-hmm. which I think is I uh, Duke could stick up on some teams this year, but yeah, you're right. The LSU Florida State is is probably the highlight. Brett, uh, any game that you want to highlight or are you excited about for any particular reason? No, you got you guys nailed them both. Stuck. You had uh, UTSA at Houston. Uh, UTSA now in the American. Houston's their first game in the Big Twelve. Cougars currently uh, two and a half point favorite. That thing will go down to the wire, I'm sure. And um, as Colin mentioned, LSU and Florida State uh, in the same stadium where they have the Pop Tarts Bowl. Hopefully, neither team will return for the Pop Tarts Bowl because they have bigger, bigger goals. Uh, I think the winner of this game, you t- talked about AP rankings, Colin. They'll be in the top four. Uh, they'll both be top ten going into the game. Uh, the loser. I'm not going to say they're eliminated. I'll say from the college football playoff, I'll say they are eliminated if if they don't run the table because they can't lose two games and get into the playoff. Not this year. Too bad this game isn't next year because the losers yeah. should, could get in a 12-team field. But that game Sunday night, uh, primetime, standalone game, that will be uh, incredible. Both teams are, are jacked up and loaded, and uh, hopefully it has as crazy a finish as last year. Yeah, for sure. All right, that'll do it for us. It's nice uh, checking in and catching up with you boys. I'll see you in July, and we'll be back a couple weeks, and then we'll share our uh, – Colin's also going to have an episode with Mike about the College World Series. Make sure you check that out. But make sure um, you stay tuned. We'll we'll have all of our – we'll tweet it out, and we'll have another one of these episodes in a couple weeks where we'll disclose uh, all the details of, as to when you can expect all of the off-season previews by conference always a good time june 1st is when i get deep into this so this is the, the i should say the weekend the first monday in june so i'm deep in the books now i know colin you've already been there so i'm excited to grind through the summer find some some good value in the futures market and i uh, hope everyone is enjoying their summer thanks for tuning in as always you guys make the podcast make sure you subscribe unsubscribe subscribe leave a review tell a friend tell an enemy appreciate all of you Take it easy, get some rest, enjoy your vacations. College football will be here before we know it. Catch y'all later. Cheers. Peace out. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.